From 2 Corinthians 13, 13, The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. We are so glad that you are seeking God with us, and we pray that the message you are about to hear is a blessing to you. I am Brian Niebank, pastor of Zion United Church of Christ Fireside in Bellevue, Ohio. I thank you for joining us today as we seek to walk together with God, expressing our love in Bible study and prayer, living the life of the church and serving others and worshiping God. May God bless you today. Will you pray with me? Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. What does it take to trust? Do you think that Mary and Joseph had a hard time learning how to trust God? What would it be like to walk with them to Bethlehem or to walk with them to Egypt, chatting with them about the things that they were struggling with along the way? I think a lot could be learned from that journey. They were able to trust God through the words that were revealed to them. And even though it went against what the world expected of them, what the world basically told them to do, they still trusted in the word of the Lord. To go to a foreign place because the Lord told them to in a dream. They trusted God wherever they went. They were not prepared to flee to Egypt after heading to Bethlehem, but because the Lord told them to, warned them about Herod, that's where they went. They trusted that God knew the best way for them. When I looked up the definition of trust, it told me that it is is the firm belief in the reliability, truth, ability, or strength of someone or something. When my cat jumps on a surface, therefore, it trusts that it will be reliable to hold him. Except one time, Jasper jumped onto a box that had a paper bag over the top of it, and he was surprised when he sunk into the box. That was one surface that was not reliable, that he could not trust to hold him. When my group wanted to see a dog show in Fairbanks, Alaska, we noticed a dog jump off a very high platform, probably about 8 to 10 feet tall, and jump off and even to, to jump off that platform to then, to then jump over an even higher fence with someone waiting to catch them on the other side. The dog trusted 
that they would be caught, and thus were willing to perform that stunt. When is the last time you gave someone or something your trust? Do you keep it to yourself? Has it been taken from you too many times that you are weary about giving it out? In this world today, perhaps the greatest thing we need to share with one another is our love. Frederick Buechner was quoted with this, and I have a sign that says this exact quote, The place God calls you to is the place where your deep gladness and the world's deep hunger meet. The place God calls you to is the place where your deep gladness and the world's deep hunger meet. I believe the world's deep hunger right now is love. Many people keep love to themselves and are quicker to criticize than to love. We can work on changing that. I am fairly certain that my deep gladness is also found in love. I am glad when I have the opportunity to love my neighbor, to lead someone to God, or to simply show someone that people care about them. The world's hunger and my deep gladness meet in love. That is why it is my calling. I love my neighbor by showing that I can trust them because I know that they care about me too. Perhaps we need to trust someone until they prove otherwise, instead of keeping our trust captive until they prove to us that they have earned it. It is very hard to earn trust if you are given no opportunity to show that you can be trusted. A potential leader will not rise up if no one trusts them with any tasks to complete. For example, when I was in high school and college, I had the opportunity to preach sermons, which not every high schooler or college-ite, college-ite would do, uh, or would have the opportunity to do. But because someone trusted me with that opportunity, I became better and uh, more able to pursue my calling and understand my calling as well. Because we are trusted with a task, we are better able to fulfill our call. As we celebrate Christmas, we may remember how so many placed their faith in Jesus. Shepherds left their sheep to see Jesus born in a stable. They left their livelihood. They trusted God so much that they left their livelihood in God's hands to go wander to the stable in Bethlehem. And Joseph trusted Mary and the vision that he received from the angel to go and take Mary as his wife, even though all else would have encouraged him otherwise. A husband left his family to go find Jesus to ask him to come heal his daughter when Jesus was first beginning his ministry. He found Jesus in the crowd and said, Jesus, I trust in you. I know you can heal my daughter. 
Jesus has proven to us many times that he has earned our trust. The people gave him the opportunity to prove his love, and they decided to trust him. Where have you given him the opportunity to prove his love to you? This is a story about someone who decided to give Jesus the opportunity to be trusted. They gave Jesus the opportunity to prove his love to them through their trust in him this way. Uh, Author writes, I once heard about a woman who had, in spite of a hard life and virtually no resources despite her stamina and the strength of her faith, raised six fine children and sent them all to college. Asked how she did it, she replied, I saw a new world coming. I saw a new world coming. Let us hold on to the vision and live in love until the Lord comes again. She was able to trust in this vision of a new world. Just as Joseph and Mary trusted, and so many of us still today trust in that new world to come. Even when we do not see the new world with us now, we believe in a new world to come. Is it hard to want to raise children in a world which we pretty much know will chew them apart? Do we, do we not want to see our children go through that pain? We probably do not. But then why do we still raise children? This was a similar question to the question that woman was asked when she had the strength and faith to raise six children into this world, even though she probably did know that the world would shoot them apart. But we truly believe that our future generations can do better that they can keep following God as good or or better than we have because of what we teach them. And that they can learn from those who have gone before and not make the same mistakes twice. We believe in a new world, and most of all, we believe in the world that Jesus offers us to partake in. When the woman raised six children and sent them off to college, she did so believing, as she said, in the new world that she saw coming. This new world is filled with peace, with joy, with happiness, with love. And it is coming. We can trust that this is coming. Part of trusting and believing is knowing that Jesus is for real. When John the Baptist heard of Jesus, when Jesus was first starting his ministry, and John the Baptist was actually in prison at the time, John sent a messenger to ask him, Are you really the one we have been waiting for? Are you the one who is to come, or are we to wait for another? John has been waiting for some alternative, for something to hope for and to hope in. He's looking for something new. Something to go against what the world and its suffering currently was. 
Could that be Jesus? This is the answer from Jesus, in effect, from Matthew 7 through 11. I cannot answer for you. You have to decide on your own whether I am for real. Look at the evidence. What do you see? What do you see? His answer will be the same for us today. What do you see? What is the evidence? Is Jesus the one who has come for real, who you can trust in? Or are you to wait for another? If you're waiting for another, who are you waiting for? Look at the evidence we have seen and answer for yourselves. Look at the magical moments with family at Christmas. Jesus is with us as we begin this new year, and there is nothing better to start our new year than with Jesus here in church on New Year's Day. Jesus is our life, our salvation, and the one in whom we can trust to make things new. If not now, then trust that they will happen in the days to come. John, in fact, did not live to see the day of the resurrection. But he believed that the good things were to come. He trusted in what was promised to come. Jesus has been born. Jesus promises that there are good things to come. And God is among us. At the start of this year, I challenge you to these tasks. First, to spread love. To spread love. The world needs love. In order to trust in a God that is good and promises good things, the world needs to be able to believe that love actually still exists. When we spread love to our neighbor, we help promote the goodness of God. We spread the love of God. And in turn, we will help others trust in the goodness of God a little bit more. This leads us to our second task. Trust God. Trust God. As Christians, we need to trust God. Trusting God is how we can find hope in those good things to come. Without trust in God, we may start placing our trust in other things, and we are journeying away from God. Give God more opportunity to earn your trust, or better yet, trust in God anyway from the start. And even when God seems to break your trust by not doing what you wanted or prayed, know that God cannot necessarily control everything, and also that sometimes He is already working out something better for you that you just have to wait for and have faith for. That can be hard. I know it is easier said than done, trusting and waiting for that to be revealed. Which is why we are going to work this year 
on our theme word of trust. Last year was our year of prayer. This year is our year of trusting, of learning how we can better trust God in the world that we live in today. Your third challenge is to believe in love and trust. To spread love and to trust God. We need to believe that they still exist. We need to believe that there are still people who love each other and place faith in one another. We also need to believe that we can still trust one another and God and not assume that everyone out there is just going to break it. The world seems to want to take love and trust from us. It is our responsibility to counteract that and put a little bit of it back into the world. Spread love, trust God, and actually believe in love and trust. The author of Hebrews also spoke to trusting Jesus to help those who are suffering. In Hebrews chapter 2, verse 18, he affirms, Because he himself was tested by what he suffered, he is able to help those who are being tested. We can trust Jesus with whatever we have, wherever we are at. When we are discouraged, we can take it to the Lord in prayer. When we are worried, we can hand those worries over to God for God to hold. You can physically do that if you have a prayer box. that You can write in a card what your worry is and physically give it to God by placing it in the box. Sometimes a year later you can open up that box and say, I really worried about that. Jesus is able to help those who are being tested. We need to challenge ourselves to trust God with our concerns when they arise. And we all know that they will arise. God knows how we feel. And God knows us and loves us and wants to make things better. God wants to give us a hope and a future. Can you believe in that this year? If not, what is preventing you from believing? Can you nix that at its center so it doesn't prevent you anymore? Can you stop it from holding you back from trusting God with your concerns? Can you stop it from holding you back from trusting and loving your neighbor when that is probably what your neighbor needs most right now? I want to thank our consistory members. They engage in a step of trusting God's call on their lives. They trust that God has been calling them to give to the church in a specific way. Whatever you do for the church, whether it serve on consistory, lighting candles, ringing the bell, taking up or counting the offering, 
or taking care of the church building in some way. We trust you with these tasks and we thank you. The congregation as a whole trusts all these members to represent the people well and to get the tasks done that need to get done. We engage in trust well when we trust one another to these tasks and when we trust God to say yes to these tasks. Even when things do not go our way, like when we do not have Christmas Eve services two times in the past three years, once due to COVID and once due to this blizzard, we still can trust God. Going into a new year, we trust God. As we spread love to our neighbor and to the world and trust God to hold us in God's care, we celebrate God among us, Emmanuel, and share God's promise with those around us. So may all honor and glory be to God today and all year. Thanks be to God and amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us here at Zion United Church of Christ Fireside in Bellevue, Ohio. If you would like to reach out to us, we would be thrilled to journey with you on your walk with God. Call us at 419-483-6658 in the United States. Reach out to us on our Facebook page or send us an email at zionunited at gmail.com with any prayer requests or questions you may have. Remember to make time for God and confess Jesus as your way to God to give you hope in this life. May you be blessed by God and be a blessing for another. We hope to see you again.